going on guys welcome back it is jeff we are here in the old canada rc garage back in the setup hope you're hearing me okay really happy that you're back with us and joining us on video hopefully um, as we jump into this episode five i think season three um pretty excited to say there's been some new changes uh really making an effort here with the content got the backdrop going which you all saw before um upgraded some of the audio so hopefully you're hearing me well you're seeing me well and i hope you're well i hope you're doing well um some highlights off the top um really quickly some some promotion so you guys know where to find me you can of course find me on instagram you can find me on uh spotify you can find me on itunes if you like audio and podcast is your thing if you want to see guests if you want to watch as we interact you can also start to find us on youtube i've slowly dipped my toe into that water it's a giant deep lake that i'm a little afraid of to be quite honest um, but we're trying our best to bring some different mediums for for everybody so at o canada rc on youtube um, what i'm going to be doing there is we'll have segments from the podcast so we're going to be recording in video some of those segments and we'll put up those interviews so if i think there's somebody that i you know might be particularly interesting to you to see if they have a lot of visual pieces that they're talking about on the show, I'll record that here like this, like you're seeing me now. Um, if you're not, if you're not listening audio, if you're watching video, you're seeing me now. Um, and really highlight, highlight those, those guests for you. So a couple different ways, a couple different ways to see me and, and hear me and, and share the, uh, share the content. So check it out. YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes now. All around, we're going to be doing something on YouTube called uh, BTS, which is behind the scenes, which isn't new to this channel, but we are going to start talking a little bit about what went into a podcast or something that maybe we found out when we had a guest on. So check all of those pieces out. Okay, let's get into the intro here. So spring in Southern Ontario is definitely in the air. As I speak to you today, it is approximately eight degrees Celsius, which is pretty warm, pretty nice out. And I know that's getting the juices flowing for me about getting back outside, running RC um, and uh, having some good weather. Snow is melting and that is a great thing. Um, as I look across Instagram and I look across, you know, all the different channels out there, people are definitely, I think, itching to get out. Uh, if you are in the Southern United States and you don't have snow as an issue, then all the more power to you. <laughs> and I'm extremely jealous. But uh, for anybody sort of above sort of the center half of the US into Canada, you know what we're dealing with here. And uh, so that weather giving us a little sniff, like it's only the beginning of February. So stuff's going to go sideways. We're gonna get more snow and ice and sleet, and deep cold. But today and tomorrow are going to be eight to nine degrees Celsius, which is, you know, a nice tease for January. And um, We'll take it. Quite frankly, we'll take it. Uh, on that, taking things, I want to say a big thank you to everybody. The podcast is at an all-time high in terms of listens since it, it's at actually, I was looking at my analytics and it's at the highest point since it has been since January, 2021. So almost a year, it's been almost a year since I've been at this high. And I think that it contributes, contributed by a lot of things. Uh, I've been putting more effort into it. So hopefully you're finding the content more interesting, but also 
the pandemic, we've all been focused on other things in our lives and rightfully so. Uh, entertainment has been a big piece of getting through this pandemic together, but at the same time, I understand why people would move away from podcasts or shows because they're focused on their health and their well-being. I just noticed that the other day. I'm super excited. I just want to give a huge thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody who listens weekly, to everybody who just pops in and out. If this is your first time, thank you for coming in. Uh, I'm pretty pretty encouraged by those numbers. It's going to make me, put it this way, when I see those numbers, it makes me want to do more for you. And it makes me want to really push push the boundaries and try to get some more uh, guests in that I think you're going to find interesting. So uh, one more time, thank you very much uh, for that. Project, here's how this, here's how this episode is going to break down. If you read the description, it's it's pretty loosey-goosey and it's all over the place, but we're going to do this. We're going to get into some project updates on my bench, two key projects I'm going to talk about. Then we're going to transition into an interview I did with Scale Metal Supplies, Andre. Uh, my opinion, one of the hardest working guys in RC, and I did this a few weeks ago and uh, finally getting around to finding a good place for it in an episode. So you're going to have a great listen in to Andre and some of the builds he does. That man is a wizard, uh, I would say, at fabrication and brazing. Um, you know, we, we've met a couple fabrication and brazing wizards over the years. Uh, Pablo obviously is another one who uh, blows us away with his stuff. But we're going to get into a chat with Andre. We're then going to talk about some racing news, some local racing news, indoors and outdoors. We'll transition into worth every penny after that. We're going off the board with worth every penny a little bit. We're going to talk a bit about something that's more than our zero to a hundred dollar range. Um, so that stick around for that could be an interesting uh, segment. And then last but not least, I'm super excited about our final guest uh, on this show. And I told you it was a packed one. It's just kind of all over the place, but we're going to have the bash bros, RC's uh, bash bros, RC on um, BBRC. They are a trio of knuckleheads. That's a trio of Canadians. Um, so super excited to have them on just starting out in Instagram in that space. And I think, um, I noticed them because they're Canadian. I noticed them because they're putting out some super fine content, really cool videos, uh, how to's just exciting stuff, some artsy stuff. And that, that really draws my eye when I'm looking for stories and people's stories to share. So we're going to round things out with them. BBRC, you got to stick around for this whole episode. Obviously. I don't anticipate you'll listen to this whole thing through, but bookmark it and make sure you come back and don't miss any of these segments. It's going to be a good one. And again, to start off, we're going to get into the updates right now. All right, we're into segment two here. We're back. And this is a quick build update before we transition on to scale metal supplies. So... What is happening on the bench right now for me are two things that you've been hearing about, the element build and the TTO2 on-road build. So I'm going to go through these really quick. Um, there's some some updates that I think you'll find more interesting than others. The power plants into the element, we have the uh, Holmes Hobby 8-turn uh, Crawlmaster, I believe, and uh, it's hooked up just with a 1080 Hobby Wing ESC. So a pretty standard setup uh, for a truck that's you know, it's built, I'm kind of building this on, on like a Baja uh, type inspiration. So it's going to have some guts. It's going to go a bit. 
Um, but also it can be dialed back and, and crawl with this setup for now. So it's not going to be super fast, but I think it'll be enough that I can get some really cool footage with it. So the power plant's in, the beadlocks went on. We were really excited about the beadlock installation there on uh, Instagram a few weeks ago. We highlighted that. It was a fun process. I've never done beadlocks before. And so to do that and see how it actually comes together and also how it's super functional was really, really interesting. So I'm excited to show those to you guys a bit. What's up next on that build is waiting on my SOA kit, my servo uh, on axle kit from Scale Metal Supplies. We ordered that. I'm in Toronto. He's in California. It takes a while for things to get here. So when we get that, we'll definitely highlight that on the channel. So watch for that. The custom built cage. We've been working with Pablo and talking to him, and I know he's super busy, super, super busy. Been doing a ton of stuff for his his uh, U4 racing, his son's racing and stuff. Um, obviously, those are priorities. Uh, he did tease, though, that he's starting to, uh, I think, plan the, plan the cage and was asking me for some feedback. So that'll be really cool to get into as well and see how that's going to progress. Um, this is going to be a long-term build, this truck, I think. Um, and I think I'm, I'm okay with that. We'll be patient. We'll be very patient on that. Uh, the other build is the TTO2. We're waiting on an aluminum prop and um, outdrives that we're going to upgrade. And the build itself, when will I start? Well, since the, since the builder's kit is kind of going to be a long-term build, I think I might start that sooner than later. So I hope to start documenting that. I might do a live, um, a couple lives to document the build of the TTO2. It is not a complicated kit, but if you've never built one before, it's kind of cool to see it go together and see how um, non-threatening that kit is. It's very, I would say, a very good kit to start on. So those are where the builds are at. It's going to be a long episode. We're going to get moving back into Scale Metal Supplies, Andre, and our interview with him. So check that out. If you're listening, enjoy, continue listening. And if you're watching, head on over to the podcast to, um, to check that out. Or you can watch it on my YouTube channel because I'll be uploading those segments there as well. Enjoy this segment and we'll see you on the flip side. Welcome back to uh, welcome back to O Canada RC, and uh, we are really happy today to finally have uh, connected with uh, Andre from Scale Metal Supplies, way down south of the Mason Dixon line <laughs> on the west coast. What's going on, Andre? Thanks for joining us, man. How's it going? Sorry, messing with everything. Um, yeah, good to be back on. I've been on before. Thank That's right. Guys. It was season one, I think, early on, we, we had you on with Pablo. Um, but it's been a while, man. How, how have you been? I've been good. Just yeah. Building tiny truck stuff, you know, trying to make more things to make uh, the fabrication process easier and trying to come up with new parts, too. So And that's, and that's cool, right? Like, that's um, – I think it's so good that, you know, there's guys like you doing that right now because – it's easy to buy ready to run. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think the longer you stay in this hobby, um, if you want to be challenged, it's you start to try to maybe build and expand your skill set a bit. Like, is that kind of how you got to where you are today or sort of how did you get into this situation? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just I wanted I wanted what I was seeing on the trail, in the shop, on the road. And it's like you can only get so much. You got to make it. You got to make what you really want. <laughs> At least when I was really wanting, so. Yeah, that's... Fabrication, cages, 
stuff like that, stuff like this. Uh, so what do we got know. there? So for our viewers that uh, we that aren't seeing the video, what do you what are you holding right now? Oh, this is the uh, the uh, scale rail Baja bug. So it's a full internal cage, uh, IFS front end off of a Kyosho rampage. So it's got that Goldwing style. This is like a little version of uh, Wilkie's. What was the first one? The Land Shark. The one from Urban Assault. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of that was modeled after. The one that he terrorized San Diego with. <laughs> but so that's what that one's after. And then I got another bug actually right here. So this one's a, uh, a crawler, just an exo cage. Oh, nice. It's just, you know, the stuff that I want, you just can't go buy it. That's right. That's awesome. So make it. <laughs> and and that's cool. Oh, and like, the bed is a Dakar truck. <laughs> he's got so many things like we could just go <laughs> we could do a show and tell the entire time um right. but like andre was showing if you if you haven't seen it or you don't follow him shame on you follow uh scale metal supplies uh you'll see you'll see a lot of the the things that he just referenced now and all the all the great work and and uh and and you know add-ons and bolt-ons and braze-ons and weld-ons so like maybe talk a bit about that because you've got a bunch of different products some of which i know yeah. are more for guys like me who only have access to bolt-on but you've got some other more technical stuff too, right? i've been expanding the bolt-on uh, selection too so i do have a, set, a couple things for the element i have the servo and axle front truss so it does a couple of things it gets that servo a little bit lower little bit lower CG, but besides that, it's also strength to the front axle because it mounts where the shocks mount, right? Or sorry, where the uh, shock, the shock mounts mount on right. those element axles. So it actually, it's gonna stiffen the axle. Um, and I also have a similar one for the rear, which also has a link riser on it. So that link riser gives you a little bit more uh, front bite. It's called anti-squat. Nice. And separating the links also gives it an extended roll center, which kind of helps with torque twist a little bit. So. This on a gatekeeper is real nice. Something you're driving a little bit faster, or in this case, the Capra conversion. You know, this is a rock buggy. You can run U4 with this. I did this U4 at Axial Fest. It's got the tech sticker on there. Nice. So we did uh, Axial Fest U4 race with this, and it rolled over, and somebody was like, "Hey, that's your element axles. Get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> but it passed tech, though. So. But and you and you've got footage. You got footage what? from the pro line by the fire on on Instagram right now that people can check out. Uh, the Axial Fest stuff is on my videos, not the story. Uh, it's like the long videos. They're on there. Nice. I did the U4 2.2 and the 1.9. The races I wasn't in, I was chasing the cars around. Um, but I do have like pocket footage. I did the Scale Ultra at Pro Line by the Fire, and I did the Hot Lap. And I have like the whole run of the hot lap oh, and nice. I have part of one of the other laps from the scale ultra from the event. Nice. So that was kind of cool. And for people so who don't know what scale, for people who know what scale ultra is, that's running with the running basically with you, like almost like you for running. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like King of the hammers, but miniature you're running three miles. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so another bolt on thing I just came yep. out with is these leaf spring purchase. So you can actually run a leaf spring on yeah. your, uh, RTR axle for your axial 10 2. And I, and I know Andre, you just did a uh, install video on that. So check it out guys on his Instagram too, for the leaf spring. It's um so, so, you know, for people that are new into it for leaf spring versus like a conventional spring, what are your, what are your benefits uh, to, to install something like that? When you're doing the scale videos, you got that nice low angle with the leaf springs on there. It's just kind of got that, you know, when you're driving a real truck and it's all heavy and it's got yeah. the bobble, 
It's got some really good uh, body action for those, nice. those uh, slow-mo videos. But That's I mean, cool. overall driving, you can set it up however you want. I mean, you can do like a buggy leaf, which yep. is Sky Twitch Babco. He makes these buggy leaves, which gives it a ton of flex, and it is a very capable truck. I like the leaves because they're a little bit harder, and it's got the look. Um, yeah. You know, scale over performance for me. <laughs> awesome. No, that's kind of needs to look good. <laughs> that's awesome. And sometimes, like you said, with like a leaf spring, scale kind of brings that. It's not I wouldn't call it performance, but that realism, that look and feel to how it's how the how the truck's rolling yeah. and handling the terrain. Kind of right? got like that. And the noise too, like the, where the shackles are and everything, all those interfaces are metal on metal. So it's like, you know, it's got all the noises, just like <laughs> when I drive my 89 Toyota on the trail, it's like, ah, nice. Hey, so you touched, on, you touched on servo on axle. Um, and it was interesting that you mentioned, uh, basically, I, I don't know, would you call it more stability or strength in the front there with the servo being mounted lower? Um, as and uh, The servo mounted lower was the weight, but this truss, unlike a lot of the other ones, this truss goes a lot wider. It's not just yeah. mounted on the pumpkin screws. This is actually a support on the front end to stiffen it up and protect it from bashing it or racing it, yeah. diving into the rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So it's 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 cool because I'm like, I'm learning this stuff. At, if, you know, folks that are following me, know that i'm so i've got the builder's kit 2.0 it's a chassis now it doesn't have electronics hooked up we have the the homes a turn motor in there right now um, but i got it here a good motor well yeah yeah it came from recommendation shout out to pablo uh because i want a little more speed out of this and as i built it i thought okay am i gonna go and then you you you, you poked me about this on instagram because at first i was like a baja truck and then now i'm thinking do we do more of like a king of the hammer with like an exo cage? Like, what do you what do, what do you recommend for somebody who's looking to get a lot of juice out of this out of this rig, uh, have a lot of off road fun with it? Um, do you go more king of the hammer style? Do you go more um, um, you know like just uh, what was the kind of truck? Pablo mentioned the type of truck, and I'm gonna U uh, four truck rock bouncer like a havoc style. Oh, the Havoc. That's like yeah. a rock bouncer. Um, yeah. The Havoc the have style is not going to crawl quite as good. It's going to have a little bit bigger tire. It's going to be a little bit you know, higher center of gravity and stuff. Yeah. Honestly, I would still try to do like Ultra 4 Baja truck. I know you really want to do a Baja truck, so you can kind of <laughs> trick your brain here because they have a U4 truck class now in the Baja 1000. So there just you go. The U4 Baja, U4, same thing. That's awesome. Don't get stuck on labels is what Andre is saying. Just go for what you like, what for the, go for what the eye likes. Right. So there you go. Yes. So if we do that, so let's go down that road. Then if we go for that kind of Baja truck style, um, this, this is obvious. I have an element chassis, but you know, for guys that, you know, whatever kind of chassis they run, what would you recommend in terms of modifications that, that you would do to, to the car to make it, you know, to get you some decent performance out of the gate? Well, if you wanted to do more faster driving, I definitely think the trailer arm suspension is going to handle better than the link. Right. Um, and then same thing up front. If you really wanted to go more towards the U4, maybe put the IFS up front. I do right. have a long travel kit for the IFS yes. that makes the whole front end one inch wider over stock. So if you're trying to get that, you know, uh, like the U4, the Bronco, the Fun Hammer truck, stuff like that. Yeah. There's parts out there to make that happen. And so the I IFS think that the... has that new body. You saw it. I think you shared it. Uh, uh, the new Bronco? Line Bronco, that looks pretty cool. That could be right? good for yeah, think... in the Vinyl U4 uh, Baja truck kind of 
<laughs> they would look awesome. Yeah. So for with the IFS up front and the trailing arms in the back, is that all about stability? That's all about going fast and being smooth. Yeah. Nice. Sorry. My daughter popped in the garage there. Everybody who's yeah. listening. This happens from time to time on the podcast. Um, <laughs> going fast and staying smooth. So keeping it, keeping it wheels down. And like you said, the IFS on the front extends that the stance, the wider stance on the front and the, obviously the trailing arms do the same thing on the back. So it just gives you that front to back stability, right? Yeah. So with like a crawl, you want to lean those shocks in the back more forward. So if the shock isn't effectively doing as much work, it's going to flex a little bit easier, a little bit softer with the trailing arms, the shock's more vertical. So yeah. the little piston and the fluid and everything, the shock has to work harder to compress. So going faster, the shock does more work. It's a little bit more involved with like getting your oil set up right. Or there's a, there's a couple different valve companies too that you can buy. I can't think of the name at the moment. But yeah. it's actually, the piston has little reed valves on it. You can adjust the, the compression and rebound. Nice. That's awesome. So if you wanted to go full like suspension or not, you could definitely. And that would be easier to tune a vertical shock as opposed to one that's tilted down. Right. But, you know. Yeah. And then in terms of a cage, so with it with that style of truck that sort of baja um style truck is it a cage underneath like you still you still recommend having the cage under sort of uh, or how does that all run? the ones i've built man i've done the plastic cage i've done just the lexan body i've done the full cage yeah it handles different when you have the full cage it's got that little bit more weight it kind of makes the shocks do more work back to the yeah, yeah. Um, and going faster it seems to help for sure Maybe it helps it be a little more planted, right? not bad, but like a little bit heavier going faster. It yeah. kind of stays more planted. Like yeah. how it looks and how it drives are kind of more consistent. Like a lighter, just straight Lexan body. When you get fast and you, you know, turn sharp, it tends to just kind of unload and roll. Right. Whereas something that's a little bit heavier, it'll kind of like stay planted and dig in. Like yeah. this Baja bug, when I was driving that thing around out there, I was like, oh God, it's got the look. And then I was like driving a little bit faster, a little bit harder. And it was just, you know. Body roll was nice and it was sticking to the ground. It didn't roll. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's funny because I, when I'm coming from the world of on-road racing, oh, sacrilege to talk to you about that right now. But but I saw, actually, I saw something on, you had some TTO2 action going. Am I right or yeah. am I right? You're right. You're right. I just <laughs> I tried to go. I went to a couple events and I couldn't last till the main because I was going with my wife. <laughs> that's I, what like, it, I got two qualifiers and I'm like, I got to go. I got to take, take a nap. That's one of the things about... So that's interesting that, you say that. that. Team, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting you say that because that's why I'm really interested in, even though we don't have a U4 scene up here yet, uh, I might have to be the advocate for that because we need it up here. You know, we have snow, so that would be fun to do U4 with. But um, if that's you build what, it, they will race, right? What's that? Said so if you build it, they will race. That's it. That's it. And I and to see to hear you say you stayed for a qualifier and then you know one round of on road racing. That's one of the challenges with on road racing is. Guys our age with families or whatnot, we we don't have time to hang around for a full day of racing. Like I could get out there for, um, I know Pablo was went to his first U4 um, through, I think through WRC or WRC yeah. um, U4 the other day. And it didn't sound like it was a full day, but I've been to on-road races where it's just, and anybody who's raced knows this. And like you just said, it's a huge time investment. So something that gives you scratches that, that racing itch, but also uh, doesn't get you in trouble when you get home. Is the key. Yeah, I've got to a bunch of practice days. I've gone to way more practice days than yeah. uh, actual races lately, just because it's like, yeah, you can go, you can run this whole time, and then you can leave. Yeah, but yeah, we, I did. A, I did a TTO two. Yep. Euro truck. I did a MO five front wheel drive, and I was building a, uh, what is it, the vintage touring car club VTA. 
Oh yeah, VTA. Yeah. Vintage GT. I was yep. putting together one of those, and then the car that I had was a Fortech, and the mm-hmm. gearing was just way off. I had to put yeah. a really small spur on there, and yeah, so I ended up selling that, um, and I'm probably going to get like a associated, what is it, like a TC1 or something? Yeah. Or TC, TC1. whatever. Yeah. yeah, the VTA class is a neat class, though, and I think that would appeal to you because it's that's a lot of guys that get you get those classic muscle car looks and it's a lot more scale in there which is really cool like it's oh, still I'm the only guy out there with an interior in my uh, front wheel oh, drive nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice that's awesome that's gotta you gotta get like second shaved off for that if you make that effort they gotta give you time off um, oh man that was so bad i was just slow and wide <laughs> <laughs> i ran it with the stock can that it came with i was like ah, it'll be fine that oh, was <laughs> so, so how is that how is like that that you foreseen like you're you're in, are you in california right now I, yeah yeah i'm in california um yeah. goes in waves man it goes it seems like it's big and popular you see a lot of posts for it and then nothing really and then courses tracks are opening and then tracks are closing a new one just emerged i want i was kind of watching it be built i mean yeah. i wasn't part of it I, I reached out to him i was like hey if you need anything you need any hands let me know yeah. i'd like to you know be a part of this donate time or product something but it seems like it's done now. They have a driver's stand. The course is set up. I still haven't seen it open. Yeah, I've just I've seen the track. So there's yeah. like a big track, and then there's kind of a, a smaller track next to it. So I don't know if they're gonna have like you know, huh. U four only. There's some rocks on one side. I think there's like a crawler course. I don't know if they're gonna like tie them into them. But there's a really cool one out in Temecula, or not Temecula, Marietta. It's called uh, uh, CTRC. I think is what it's called. Okay. And they have like ETL track and then they have the U4 track on the side of a hill. So you're oh. like 40 feet away trying to judge not only like where you are. A 45 track, degree angle. Elevation. <laughs> oh man, it was such a struggle. <laughs> that, that sounds like, that sounds like King of the Hammer. Like that's awesome. Like you, you're on a racetrack that's on a 45 degree angle. <laughs> Dude, yeah, side. it was so, I, I went to practice one day and I'm like, oh my God, I don't think I, I don't want to yeah. come out here and bear So <laughs> this is fun today. <laughs> it sounds amazing though. It sounds amazing. <laughs> I, I heard some news from, well, this is not new news, but this is, um, you know, somebody who's from afar, but mon- talking about tracks and kind of epic tracks in California being, I think, one of the places that when you talk about RC tracks, like OCRC always comes up. Yeah, they just yeah. closed. They just December. closed. Like that was devastating to me. Like I it, honestly on my bucket list as a Canadian, as somebody who is into this hobby, thinking one day when my wife decides we're going to come to California on a wine tour, like, you know, for our 20th anniversary, I would sneak away to like OCRC, but it's gone now. Like, was it just a matter of, I mean, you may not know much about why it closed. Was it just, just not feasible for them anymore? I don't know. I, I, I had never been. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was doing the 10 scale stuff. It was all like outdoor courses, uh, Revelation Raceway and and Pegasus. And there was one out in Bakersfield. There's a circuit called the JBRL series and that, it wasn't one that I went to. Right. <laughs> considering how close it's always been to where I've lived, I was kind yeah. of surprised I went there. Getting back I to did it's like Losi, um, trucks and buggies, and then I had the B44, the original four-wheel drive buggy. That was the first four-wheel drive yeah. scale I had. I had that and a T4 and a B4. Nice. So getting back to U4 a little bit, because I know that's kind of that's a nice ballywick, and it, it, a lot of your stuff falls in that sort of category a bit. But um, I want your thoughts on it. But as I learn more about it. You know, having that 1.9, the 2.2 class, there's an unlimited class and there's something else in there. But um, what are your thoughts? Because when I look at that and I go, I look at the 1.9 class and how accessible that seems to be. Um, it's probably going to be the easier class to start out in because sure. there's going to be more people exactly that are wanting to get into U4. Whereas the 2.2 guys, 
Not that they're more serious, but they're probably more serious. Been in it a little bit longer. It's a little bit more money. Yeah. They're gonna have the cars more dialed in, and then they have solid axle. FIS, which is front suspension, and then there's like full indie, depending on your area. Some of them just call them, you know, full independent. Yeah. Uh, but and then there's the custom ones, and at least down here, they're yeah. pretty tight with the rules on like the custom cage. Like your shocks have to be mounted to the cage, not bolted to um, like a chassis tower. I worked, yeah. I converted a straight axle to IFS uh, early last year. It was one of those Coyotes by Emmerichs, and I put a uh, tech. Techno SCT 410 front end on there. Oh wow! And when I was building it, somebody is reaching out like, "Hey man, you know this is what, this won't fly down here. You got to do it." This <laughs> way. Like, All right, I'll build this so it'll work everywhere. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. That's awesome. learning the rules a bit and stuff. But yeah, I think the 1.9 typically it might be a bigger class. There might be more people in it, but I think the, the I don't want to say the more serious, but sure better. You were going gonna to start somewhere. Right? It's going to be a little bit harder to do well, and I think especially if you're new. Yeah. Yeah, I got to start somewhere. It's good that they have that class. Would you, would you say that your business and what you build for is um, one class over another, or is it just we're just looking at off-road, big rocks, lots of dirt? I'm, just, I'm here to support the builders that want to build anything. You want to build a trailer? You want to build a, a crawler? You want to build a, a drift truck? <laughs> oh wow, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, the rally, the rally crew up here would would like to hear that. Maybe we'll start to put our our ball caps on and think about what you can do for us for the TTO two. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I can come up with for rally. Actually, there's a rally event tomorrow. I can't make yeah. it. It's a couple a couple hours away from where I live. Um, but for this, all I'm supporting is I did the trophy, so I did like the first, second, third. But I've been trying to wrap my brain on what I can do for rally yeah. stuff. I like the rally thing, except yeah. I'm building a Dakar truck there. But I'm trying to figure out what I can make for rally cars. That's, and that's an interesting question. Like we, when we look at so a lot of the guys that we run, we have about 20 guys in our club up here, which is pretty darn good considering it just started last year. We've been doing indoor rally on turf at soccer centers, indoor soccer centers over the winter. Um, we're talking, talking about doing winter rally, but we got a waterproof, which shouldn't be too hard. So maybe there's something there for you. Um, I have to build it. There you go. But Speaking around the big thing we need to, um, the big thing we, we have a challenge with is, is that clearance, right? We trying to find that sweet spot of, of ground clearance and not getting hung up on things with the TTO two. We've, uh, we've Jerry rigged some sort of Lexan slides for under the front bumper because we'll get caught up on roots of trees and stuff like that. When we're outside, yeah, the we're TTO2's off. got a lot of open holes under there. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of places for, uh, for goodies to grab onto and to flip you over. So that's an interesting thing. Yeah. We'd, we'd love to hear your thoughts, man. Like, the XV01 is, is to me, is it's an older platform and chassis. It's pretty sealed in underneath, but um, yeah, it has I its I hadn't got my hands on one until recently, and I was like, this thing's pretty well uh, impenetrable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It has its pros and cons, but it's interesting. Yeah, I would, you know, we'll keep our eyes to you and our ears to you to see what you come up with to help us out up here because uh, it's a it's a fun class. It's not all, you know, it's not all that crazy i think it's it's a good beginner class and you can get nuts like we have limits on on power plant and whatnot but uh we're running behind it so it's almost like ultra um it's almost like ultra yeah. four, right so yeah we did that out at uh, proline 2019 um socal rally runners set up a course and i just happened to go and like you guys need any help and then i was there all day doing timing but <laughs> i ran the course a lot yeah. so when it came time for me to do my run i won <laughs> nice because you knew every turn, every every whoop. I, I don't know. It's like I literally was running it all day, just timing people because you had to make sure they didn't, you know, cut the course or anything. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I I won with the TTO one. That's awesome. 
Oh, sorry, a TLO one, TLO one. <laughs> nice, look at that. And for the listeners, that was a nice. Uh, was that the pro line by the fire? You won the. Was that rally? Was that the class? Or? Yeah, that was, that was the one ten rally. Nice. nice. I actually got that car from a friend of mine. I built him something. I don't remember. And he's like, "Here, I'll give you a TLO one." Like, right. Awesome, man. Rally it up. Uh, so, so we're going to be looking at the uh, the servo on axle kit from you for sure for this for this element build. Um, there it is, right there for anybody who's. You got it. It it, go, it, go, it pairs nicely with the uh, rear. Yeah. Dress also. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, man, if you're gonna do it, do it right. They definitely work well together. If you're gonna do it, do it right, right. So we're gonna be in touch with Andre and um, some exciting stuff. I'll tease too. So I was talking to Pablo today, and and you know, Pablo's a man of ideas, as you know, and uh, we might be working on something too with this with the with the truck. So maybe a bit of collaboration from SoCal. Yeah. The capper conversion. So what's nice about the kit that I make? You literally just drop this cage onto the element skid. So I have adapter pieces that mount on the element skid nice. to accept the whole pattern on the capper. And then the shocks mount in the same spot, same spot. It's super easy conversion. So, so I have a question. Which... At the same time as the gatekeeper did. So I was like, I'm not going to push this. I'll wait for the gatekeeper to die down. And the gatekeeper never died down. All right. I think I've had four gatekeepers. With, with that, cap, with that capper kit, with that capper kit, are, this is going to sound like a rookie question, but the body panels, is that, do they come with that or is that something that we would we would have to build on our own? No, with the, the capper kit, you have to buy the cage, which is about 30 bucks. Um, the panels are about 30 bucks and the interior is about 30 bucks. Every piece is like that. But you yeah. can get them from Horizon or eBay. You're probably awesome. your local hobby shop. If they carry Axial, they probably have these. You can buy yeah. aluminum panels. I was going to say, could you build so your about own? about the same price as the Lexan ones, to be honest. Right. Uh, when right. I bought these, when I was trying to get this thing finished, I like, should I do aluminum ones? <laughs> but and when I do sell the aluminum panel kit. Yeah. I'm sorry, aluminum panel sheet, so you could make your own custom panels if anybody wanted to do that, too. So if you wanted to, like, you know, box in yeah. this piece. I like to have this part covered up. I think it looks more racy to me. This looks more yeah. like a rock buggy, whereas, yeah. like, the gatekeeper looks more like a U4. So yeah, man. covering up the body a little bit more would make it look more you four to me yeah awesome but if you use the stock battery location too in the capper so oh, nice. it's literally a really 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 easy conversion to throw a little mm -hmm. bit different um style rock or a little bit different style cage than the gatekeeper um you know it's got way less overhangs and the wheelbase is a little bit shorter because this uses the links like on the kit that you have it does not use the trailing arms the trailing arms push it out and it's a little bit longer wheelbase but this thing does crawl pretty dang good yeah for sure man if anybody hasn't checked out again, scale metal supplies, check it out. Andre has some amazing, really, really cool stuff. I'm in awe. I'm, I'm in awe at guys like you and you know, others that fabricate and are able to do that stuff with all the tools. It's, it's pretty wild. And um, it's great that you guys are out there to help, help us less technical guys out. So it's, uh, it's awesome. Dude, it's so weird. How many people I get like, Hey man, I'm looking to buy a welder. I want to try to make some, it's like, you have no experience doing anything. All right. This is awesome. Let me tell you, this is, this is your option for <laughs> MIG, TIG, Braze, this however you want to do it. So it's kind of cool. I've tried to make my store more of a one-stop shop now, so I have a full list of tools you might need for fabrication, plus all my stuff. I sell the tabs. I sell the tubes. I even have templates for roll cages now. Awesome. So on there, I do have a template to do like a Jeep four-door roll cage. That's on there. And I'm working on more templates for more builds. I do have the scale rail kit. So it's like a pan, 16 feet of tubing, and all the tabs you're going to need to awesome. design it. The problem there still is you have to fill in the gaps. So yeah. some creativity is required. So that's what I'm working on the next uh, template for. So people nice. that don't 
have the full direction for like, what do I do exactly? It, it, to me, it's fun. It's easy. You just look yeah. on the internet when you like and copy it. <laughs> Make it dummy proof for guys like me. That's a, that's a good approach <laughs> for sure, man. Hey, listen, man, I would like to do like a pre-bent kit. If I can figure out a way to feasibly do like a pre-bent pile of tubes that you could arrange into a buggy. Yeah. I'd do it, but it's, I don't know how I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, Soon enough. Maybe some tells year. some tells me you're you'll figure it out and we'll we'll keep watching. Um, want to thank you for coming on tonight. Uh, I think it's awesome. We're gonna keep you posted and we'll keep chatting about the build here. And uh, as I get some of your pieces on this rig, I'm gonna feature them. And like I said, guys, if you haven't checked out Scale Metal Supplies, you know, Andre, as you can hear and as you can see, super approachable dude, and uh, he'll help you out, man. So hit him up if you need anything, guys. Anything you yeah. want to add, Andre, on the end here before uh, before we... Uh... Uh, and I do have a YouTube channel, and everything that you see behind me, I have videos of me building. I built the Baja bug, there's a video. I built that rock crawler bug, there's a video. Awesome. built this, there's a video. I built all of the big builds I do. I try to record, try to document, show people like my whole thought process once again, to close the gaps, to make things easier for nice. new fabricators, old fabricators, just see how I do things. Awesome. Yeah, so check out YouTube as well, guys. Andre... I'm in my garage. It's probably minus 10 in the garage. Uh, I see you got the toque on. Yeah, I got the toque on. <laughs> yeah, it's the Camp Muskoka toque. Muskoka is the uh, cottage country up up our way. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to go uh, get a drink and warm up. And, uh, yeah, man, we'll be in touch again soon. Thank you so much for coming on, bud. All righty. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Have a good evening. Take care. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Canada RC, the podcast, and uh, we've got some very special guests here. We try to go all over North America with our guests, uh, but it's always awesome when we have some homegrown talent. And with that, I want to welcome BBRC to the show. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's hey, going what's on? What's going on, man? So there's three of you. Disorienting for me. Because I usually have one guest on at a time. So let's get into that first. From left to right, we'll go checkered shirt, we'll go all black, and we'll go uh, the nice Yeti cup on the right last. <laughs> so tell me, your, tell us your names and, and uh, yeah, where are you guys situated in Canada? Hey, Jeff. My name is Greg Bowen, and uh, we're in Hagersville, Ontario. So it's a bit south of Hamilton, but... It's not too far off, so it's pretty good. Yeah, nice. Not too far away from me. Uh, my right. name's Hank. <clears throat> I'm Hank Jeff. I'm in the middle. I'm in the black. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I lived. I live in the same same place. Yeah, nice, nice. And I'm Josh. I also live in Hagersville. And yeah, we awesome. uh, just like to bash our RCs and get together when we can. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and lately, I mean, it's been. I guess it's been kind of tough the last couple of years for uh, a lot of us to get together and do what we'd like to do. Right. So um, how did you guys get started? So I, so for a little bit of context, I stumbled over you guys on Instagram, um, liked your content, thought there's some Canadian guys, let's see what they're doing. So how did you guys, how did RC bring you guys together? Uh, well, Josh here, he's always been, You've been doing RC the longest out of all of us. Yeah, I want to say I probably got my first RC in either the summer of 2004 or 2005. 
It was a Savage uh, 4.6, the Nitro. Always nice. wanted something Nitro. And it just took off from there for, awesome. me, for myself anyways, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like Nitros until I tried to tune one, and then I got – then I remembered I was an electric guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I soon found electric after that, yes. Nice. but <laughs> It's like finding religion. Yeah, and yeah. life got a lot easier. <laughs> and then at the start of uh, COVID, um, I was bored, and I'd always liked RC. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself on Father's Day. I'm going to go down to my local hobby shop, and I'm going to pick up, you know, a truck. And nice. we're going to go from there. But I wanted, I knew that Swing hadn't talked to him for a long time. So you'll hear me say Swing. You'll hear me say Josh. It's, yeah. it's the same guy. He yeah. has. That's my last name. So. <laughs> um, and I knew that he knew way more about this stuff. So I hadn't talked to him in a long time and then contacted him again. And it just went from there. He gave me some information, got my truck. And then, and then you were hesitant at first. Because you knew what would happen. Well, he yeah. didn't want to go down the he didn't want to go down the uh, infamous rabbit hole. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah I was yeah. definitely hesitant at first to uh, get into RC. Um, I tend to jump into hobbies with both feet, and yeah. Yeah. this hey. is just another money fit money fit to jump down, right? <laughs> nice. So these a fun guys, one, a fun one. These guys yeah. finally talked me into it, and uh, yeah. I got a little carried away, but <laughs> it's been uh, really Don't enjoyable. We all? That's the good thing about this hobby man like it's like a giant support group right because we all we all put one foot in that rabbit hood rabbit hole and we're like that's oh, not so bad and then before we know it, we're into our neck and uh we're having so much fun so yeah those are likely stories i remember the first rig i had i was 12 my dad bought me a traxxas cat it was a ready to run buggy it was really a piece of garbage compared to what there is now but i thought it was amazing until I cracked it in half when I hit a curb head on. So, but then that's when the fixing part started, right? So, and that's a big, like something tells me you guys are looking at your profiles on Instagram a bit. You guys are all pretty handy. And uh, what's, what is like for each of you, I guess, or just collectively, is there a, a favorite niche in the hobby? Is it, I'm getting the sense it's off-road, you know, that adrenaline off-road bashing stuff, but um, what's the biggest and best part about the hobby for you guys? Yeah, what about you, Greg? So, yeah, I like a lot of off-road bashing because it's the most convenient thing for me to to uh, do. I have a bit of property, so I can just drive it around in my backyard, and uh, it's really convenient for me to just drive around in my yard. Nice. Um, starting to get into some on-road stuff. I have a couple on-road rigs. Um, recently picked up a felony, so. Ooh. Looking forward to uh, crashing that into some snow. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> nice. So yeah, especially with the ADAS. Yeah, with the ADAS sitting in it. Yeah. Yes. Is is that it peeking out behind your right shoulder? Yeah, that's yeah. it there. Beauty. I just finished the body for it, so nice. I'm really happy with it, with how it turned out. Nice. Well, in, enjoy the body right now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna meet Mr. Curb. Yeah, he already said he was scared to drive it for that fact. <laughs> I'm not much for shelf queens, but uh, this hey, one hey. is tempting me. Yeah, no, don't do that. It'll be too much fun. Exactly. <laughs> you got the felony body that you can bash and run, and then you got the vet body for the shelf. I might just get another vet body. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's that rabbit hole again. Ooh, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, and I'm. I would say I'm the tinkerer. 
I build the shelf queens. I don't drive them that much, but I just I think I take that from my just my normal day job, which is doing the same thing, just put on a one to one scale. Nice. So, yeah. And then I'm kind of I'm kind of all around the map. Uh, Like I definitely started like off road and then I I picked up a Lozy 810 uh, Nitro. And first thing I did, I don't even think I no, I did drive it with the pimple tires on it. And they wore off like with one tank of fuel on asphalt. So I was like, I'm going to pick up some street tires for this thing. And it was really fun. And again, I was like, it's a nitro though. So it kind of made its way to the shelf and then it made its way to Hank's shelf later on. It's still fun. I own it now. (laughs) But I'm also, I'm also, I like the scale uh, trail trucks and the crawlers and stuff too. Um, I'm a big fan of the scale fact of it. Um, Yeah. That gets me going or whatever, but again, I'm kind of all over the map. Like a little bit of this, a yeah, little bit yeah. of that. Not quite as into the speed cars as uh, Greg has got himself. That's okay. Like I think Hank, if if either of you guys wants a speed car, I'm sure Greg seems like a nice guy. He'll lend you the felony for like whatever you want to do with it, right? Yeah, you can borrow it for a little. <laughs> oh, <probably>. absolutely. <laughs> like it's here right now. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, the, the the scale stuff's really cool. We got the scale metal supply hat on today. It's funny. He literally just sent me a couple of trusses. There's a, where are they? With a rear truss and we have the uh, servo on axle kit. And he uh, threw a beanie in for me. So if you guys are ever talking to those Americans, they call these beanies, not toques. Uh, <laughs> oh, where, no where's your beanie, eh? <laughs> <laughs> right? It sounds like something Canadians would say, but it's not. <laughs> Like I think it's like a I don't know. He's trying to explain to me like it's a navy thing. So I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. Whatever you want to call it. So yeah, <laughs> all good. It is what it is. Yeah, for sure. So you guys have started to do some content. Like I was looking at some of your videos, and I I think they're awesome. I think it's a, little tips like uh, in the garage. I don't know what you call them, but um, good little tips for people off on the bench. Yeah, nice. So do you guys all do those? I think I've seen you all do those at one time. I haven't quite got to that stage yet because, what was it, just uh, start of December, I moved in with my girlfriend, like sold my house, and I'm just in the works right now of getting the RC Tinker Room going, and I got a bench set up and everything, so I'm hoping to add to those bench videos myself. Nice. Very shortly, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and Greg needs to do more. Yeah. I love it. Treat, we treat the page as like as equals. So we each. So you never know who is posting. It could be. It yeah. could be Swing. Could be Greg. Could be me. And then we just we share the duties. So it, it works that good. And you know, it's just three started off as three good friends who got back together. Yeah. And now uh, we're coming up on a year. We're not even a year yet. So that's with awesome. The, well, with the Instagram. Page. Yeah, yeah, underneath the yeah. BBRC. So it's yeah. Been, what. This is damn near three years, I think, now that we've all yeah. been in it together in it anyways together, yeah, or whatever. So. Yeah. It works good. Works good for us that way. That's awesome. And Hank, this is your setup I'm looking at right now, right? Yeah, yeah. you're in my garage right now. Beauty. Love it. It makes it makes me envious of my this is my man corner of the laundry room, really. Like so I'll take what you have any day, buddy. Well, yeah, you have to work work for it. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no doubt. I'm sure there's a lot of give. There's a lot of give. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys don't seem competitive at all. Um, 
So do you guys ever get into like races or do you guys ever dabble into that in RC? Because I mean, you can go crazy racing. I've raced on road. You can get lost. Damn, that's another rabbit hole by, by itself. But when, when competitions come around, when comps come around in RC, what are you guys dabbled in? Um, what do you guys want to dabble in? Or is racing just, you know, racing is bashing for you guys. Like, yeah, like there's an, being in like Southern Ontario in a rural community. Yeah. There's not much in our area for, for racing or for even the RC community down here. So yeah, there's not a lot of options for us unless we start traveling to Toronto and, and, or well, the states or something. I, I would say the RC community is a decent size around here. It's just there's not a lot of options to bring it all together. Oh, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. tracks or courses or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've seen some uh Facebook or Instagram posts or whatever of like a group of guys that are out in some local woods doing some trail running. But yep, yep. it just doesn't seem to happen on like a big scale around here. Right. Um right. but yeah, like Greg said, unless we get into some decent traveling or whatever but which we're considering we're considering yeah, which yeah. we have yeah. considered like trying to get some trips going or whatever too um but there yeah, are there i had are uh, i reached out tracks. to ccxrc actually to Tony? just ask yeah. to ask him like because i was listening to his podcast and it was sounding awesome out yeah. in yeah. Uh, michigan there where he was Yep. And I just was like, okay, this sounds like a fun trip. We all three, we could rent a van, throw the trucks in the back and yeah. just go see what was going on out there. So I actually messaged him to see, you know, what local tracks and hobby shops we should hit up around there. And, uh, nice. No, it's good. We might still do that, but That's it would awesome. be nice to know more about the racing scene closer to us. Yeah. Into you and I'm learning yeah, a little bit about, that way. What all of you indulged oh, in yourself on like racing. Turn. And like, whereabouts um, did they take place? Listen, I'm 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 asking the questions here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> My bad. No, great question. No, I'm just bugging you. Um, yeah, it's funny you guys should say that. Like, I'm in Brampton, so I'm in the GTA, and uh, the only kind of racetracks we have here are uh, on-road carpet indoors, so like 10 scale, 12 scale pan cars, things like that, and that's where I started kind of racing because we have a track about 45 minutes away from here in Vaughan, which is kind of North Toronto. And that was cool and all. It can get really expensive. And I've got two wee ones, you know, married a cat, two geckos and a hamster. Yeah. So there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot going on at home. So, you know, to carve out time to go to a race, a race takes a full day with quals and everything. So that, you know, that was relatively short lived. And then I dabbled in off road. um, short course trucks, um, primarily. And then I was traveling to Perth. So London ish hour and a half, one way. Um, you know, if you can carve out the time and say, you know, hun kids, I'm going for the day of racing. It's amazing. Like we were on some guy's farm. We went to the barnyard raced there a few times. Um, it's literally a barnyard but it's fantastic and what a day. And if you ever get a chance to, to race, uh, you know, whether it's eight scale buggy, uh, anything like that, guys, the guys out there are just dying to help. Right. Um, so supportive. I think that's the one thing I'll share. Like if you ever want to try racing, it's intimidating, right? You're thinking, you know, man, what do I know? But you get up there and once you stop shaking on the stand, guys want to come up and all they want to do is ask you what you're running. What do you see? You've got, you know, what's your power plan? What's your, what's your setup? And, and they'll share it. 
at that level, it's just about having fun and connecting. And I think that's, that's the biggest takeaway I took from it. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That and that I know it gets it's a subject that gets touched on so much, but that's what I like about the RC community is just like, for lack of better words, the bromance. I know there's girls out there too, but like just yeah, lack of better that's words. Absolutely. But like it's just like you just said, everybody's willing to help and like teach, yeah. and you can be competitive without being competitive in a way. Like sure, sure. Like just tonight, even too. Like same thing. Like I the 24s here they they need the uh emacs servo because the stock one's crap but anyway, <laughs> and i asked hank if he needed one he said yes i handed it to him like that's just <laughs> it's exactly. just how we operate like between we, the three of us yeah. we we swap services yeah <laughs> not like that but uh yeah like we no help each other out that, we yeah we trade stuff we we share whatever we can with each other and yeah, whatnot yeah. too like that's one of the good things so we we started rally racing out here where this is this is gonna i don't know you guys might want to hang up after you hear this but no we we, I, we, <laughs> we know what it is yeah, yeah. we ch we chase our cars so <laughs> that one friday night or two but yeah awesome awesome but we started um hobby hobbies in mississauga hobby shop has been around for 30 plus years and one of the guys there just, I uh, was talking to him one day and he's like, we should get a group of guys out with some TTO2s and just make a track in an abandoned parking lot. And that's literally where we started. So same thing, right? Like we're, we're losing dog bones, you know, and then we realized upgrade to universals, but we're losing, and all I've got a spare dog bone here and we're, and it was all the same good stuff, right? One guy blew an ESC, he was smoking. I had a spare one, here you go, right? Like no questions asked. And that's kind of like, you're right. It sounds cliche, man, but it's, it's one of the best parts about the hobby. The hobby. Yep, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. And it yeah. it honestly did kind of bring the three of us back a lot tighter. Like we nice. we've been friends. What we what's this going to be now? Twenty two years, Something right? Like yeah. That. I think twenty two years we've been Man, friends. Way too long. Like yeah. <laughs> like between everybody's different lives, everybody kind of went different ways for a little bit. And yeah, this isn't yeah. the only thing that brought us back, but like the three of us, anyways, it's really tightened up yeah. our friendship yeah. again i'd say and when kids come onto the scene i don't know if do any of you have kids uh yeah, both of us yeah we they do. have children and, i have staff me and Greg do. that's why you guys look i can see the bags like you have like i have right but you're looking fresher for sure um nah but <laughs> the cool thing is as you guys know already it doesn't end when you have kids like my kids are old enough that we take the, the little 24s like you have and uh, in the nasty winter we had this year and last year, courses inside, courses in the garage, you know, leaving the door open from the garage and going from the living room to the garage. Like it's, it's awesome. I talk a lot to uh, Pablo Guerrero, RC Amigo. Um, and we've actually become really good friends. Uh, he's in the Pacific Northwest, man. And I've never really met him, but, but um, you want to look to a guy who really knows how to keep it alive, no matter what stage you're in with your life. He's a good, he's a good model to follow for sure, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Greg, you were the first one to get a 24 just cause you wanted to crawl over blocks. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> built little Duplo blocks and uh, <laughs> made a little track out of that. And see, sometimes the kids can be handy actually, yes. right? They oh, come yeah. In oh, handy. Yeah. Like, hey, I'll take those blocks. <laughs> like I, I'm a slash guy, right? So like I had no intention of getting a 24 and and then he gets one because he wants to climb over Duplo blocks. And I'm like, that's 
Well, that's pretty sweet. And then now I have one and now we're building a course and now it's just, yeah. So yeah, Yeah. we feed off each other and yeah, my kids, I got a five and a two year old and, uh, my five year old has a slash two wheel drive and he rips that. And my uh, two year old is going to turn like three. So I just built him another slash. So I like, I like resurrecting them. I like buying used ones and bringing them back. Yeah. My first rustler I bought on eBay from some guy in Florida. Like I went, I mean, when I got out of the hobby for a long time and then I got back into it here, I, I wanted to do the same thing. And I bought this piece of garbage rustler from some guy in place in Florida. I've never heard from heard of. And, uh, yeah, just tore it down, rebuilt the whole thing. So fun. Like that's to me, that's one of the best parts. Like it's, it's fun building. It's fun building new kits, but like you said, Hank, uh, ripping something down and making it your own or just the challenge of that yeah well just uh, so many rcs get abused so bad they <laughs> yeah. just want to make them new again yeah give them a second life yeah right right and then i don't drive them yeah <laughs> yeah the um last summer we we went into lockdown it was a mess for everybody right and so we couldn't get out to tracks and um i decided to buy my son a, a Sentin 3s and i had one too and we started ripping them up and down the street. My son was nine. I forgot how much power was in one of those. Yeah. <laughs> he trashed it, like in a good way. But it was funny because it started to draw neighbors. Like neighbors would come out and kind of half laugh at you and go, hey, hey Jeff, nice, nice truck. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you can't drive it. Don't worry. <laughs> I know you want to, but I'm not going to let you because you're making fun of me. But, but then the next yeah. week you yeah. see them come home with one now. This is the point. This is the point. Honest to God. Um, three, four, five guys. One guy bought a Revo. Like, he's not messing around. Like, that's a that's a cool grand, right? Another another younger guy, Slash. Um, just everybody started coming out. And we got to a point where in the summer, we were coming out once a week. And people were just, we were just ripping up and down the street. So, are you guys, you guys ever have those experience where, like, you're running them and somebody just comes up or they're watching you from a distance and they, they really, they're curious, but yeah. Do you remember the like, lady over at the, <laughs> the lady over the there? Lady, yeah. The lady. You remember <laughs> the lady? No, the lady at the, at oh, the high school. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. came and tried to sell us an RC. I got it. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah wow. And Hank actually bought it. It's a 20 year old. It's a 20 year old super manta ray. Oh, wow. And uh, it was her son's. And, uh, it, yeah, it was all, the, everything was pooched in it, but I just, sure. I just had parts lying around from, mechanical ESC. Yeah. I just had yeah. parts lying around from all the other builds threw it in this. It's got a brand new system in it. It rips around nice. again. Yeah. We, we thought that the lady was going to like give us shit or something like right. that. Like, cause we were at the back parking lot of a high school, like the local <laughs> high school here. Yeah. Cause it's got yeah. a nice big, uh, asphalt runway and stuff. And yeah. we're yeah. like, what's this lady doing? Like, <laughs> or this person and stuff. And then they pull right up to us and like put their window down and they're like, our son's got an RC stowed away. If uh, you guys want to buy it, Hank's like, let's see it. Like <laughs> next thing you know, <laughs> Hank, Hank's taking it home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing. My wife, my wife really loves my choices. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if she doesn't know what they are. <laughs> Hank's neighbor. Also, we run, we run the trucks outside of Hank's house on the street here a lot too. And uh, Hank's got a 70 year old German neighbor and he loved watching them. Hank sent him to our local hobby store, Chris's house in Hamilton. Yeah. And oh yeah. 
the guy comes home with a 6S Kaiju. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like zero to 100 real quick. Real quick. Yeah. yeah. And then he was the guy, he didn't know how to turn it on. He, he drove all the way back to the hobby shop oh, no. to, to ask him how to turn it on. Like, it's like, oh man, like you should have just called. He thought it was a momentary switch, not a toggle. So he was just trying to push it down and the the local hobby shop. He's just like, man, I felt so bad for this guy. Like he drove all the way here just to ask me that. It's okay. He has my phone number now. So yeah. (laughs) Speed dial. Yeah. That's awesome. There's funny stories about people and their reactions when they see us out. Um, When we started that rally club, actually the first place we went to Mississauga's there's the Microsoft headquarters for Canada. They've got a great parking lot. And they weren't using the building because everybody was working from home. So we set up there. Um, we put some ramps down, a couple, couple small jumps, small, small kickers. And we got away with it for about a week. And then the next week, a security guard comes out and we're like, ah, oh, here we go. And But she was so awesome. She goes, you know, I'm really sorry. I don't want to kick you guys out. You guys are distancing and you're having fun. But for liability reasons, we have to tell you to get off the property. <laughs> So we picked up our little Timias and ran away with her tails between our legs. But more often than not, people are like just curious. They don't know a lot about it, right? Yeah, that's true. I, I have uh, back in the town that I lived in before I moved here, <laughs> like the odd time I'd be out running a car and there'd be little kids like watching from the distance. And like, you know, they're just itching. Like oh, sometimes yeah. if they're close enough, you just bring them over. And it's like, come on, just come love, over here I and love, watch. I love and, when I get a kid audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They That's get awesome, such right? a kick out of it. like, yeah. And it's all ages, too. Like, I'll take one of my cars over to my parents' place and just rip it up and down the street a couple times. And, like, you can't slap the smile off their face. Like, <laughs> ju- just from watching somebody else drive it, too, right? Like, they're not even exactly. driving it. But I think a lot of people don't really understand the performance of these things anymore. Mm. So Well, and they, they came so far in the last mm. while, too, at the same yeah. time. Yeah. They're used to, like, the little ricochets that just flip over and the little toy cars you get at walmart and then you see these things doing a wheelie at 60 miles an hour down the road and it's it's just unreal to most people right yeah and yeah speed with them so they're a little bit blown away and a lot of people that do see them they're asking a lot of questions and they're they're trying to get they're eventually buying one yeah yeah (laughs) i think i think i think the best way to explain the power of these things uh, is to show them that video of that. Um, it's like a drag race car, like an eight scale. And there's a guy standing, the guy driving it is down the road and it's coming towards him. And he's obviously lost his perspective and it drives, he drives it right into his own legs and takes his legs out and actually broke his leg. <laughs> Have you ever watched the Tosh point where he does an episode on that video? I don't think I've seen that. You oh, have to look you it up. To watch you'll it. have a great laugh. Watch it after this okay. for sure. Yeah, but yeah, that was a great moon. video. Yeah, should <laughs> oh, I can see the moon from here? Uh, yeah, it's a must must watch. Yeah, right. Awesome. So, what's on the bench for you, each of you guys? Let's go like left to right. Um, what's I know about the beauty red infraction behind you, but what's what do you guys got planned next? What are you working on right now? So yeah, I just, I just finished painting this body yesterday. Yeah. Um, got it polished up, wanted to have it ready for the boys to see it tonight. Nice. Um, so now because this was also a used vehicle, I'm going to be going through, I'm going to go through the diffs, um, kind of put my own touch on it. Right. 
Uh, it's got a castle system in it. So that's something new to me. So I picked up a program card and I'm going to start playing around with the castle system on the computer. So that'll be a bit of a learning curve um, yeah. for sure. So it'll be, it'll be interesting, but it'll be nice to get a cool, like censored castle motor and yeah. an ESC combo. So I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, I bet you're excited to, to sleep with that body tonight too. <laughs> it was I went to bed last night. <laughs> she was supposed to be mine. Yeah. <laughs> Originally, yeah, I bought the RC and Hank was going to buy it off of me, but I kind of knew from the start that uh, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to. Uh, he no, wasn't wow. getting this. RC, I didn't so. get it. I lost yeah. out. Wow. wow, you guys are still oh, friends. Yeah. yeah, well. And Hank, what's up for you right now? Uh, well, I uh, I just finished my capper build. That was supposed to last me all winter, uh, but then I got COVID right, right. and uh, got over that. But that finished that truck real quick because <laughs> I was home. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I so I got bored and we started drifting. You got that little HPI drifter. That's what. Did yeah, it. the micro RS four. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, "This is cool, but <laughs> I want better." So I ordered a <laughs> I ordered a Sacra. Uh, I think that's D5. It. D5, yeah. Oh, the, the Secura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And then, yeah, uh, yeah so now I'm going to do a drift build. So, Sweet. So that's next. Drifts, drifts, drifts are, before we get into you, drifts are, it's one area I've never got into, but looking under the hood of those, just with the gyros and everything, the way they're set up. I just want, I just want, I just like Yeah. Uh, the steering. The, the mega throw so, on steering, yeah. <laughs> so sick. And every time, I swear, every time I drive it, I'd be singing the, the Tokyo Drift theme song in my head. We, we do. Every, we do. Time. every time. Every time. Or, or, or Alexa puts it on, whatever. Yeah, whatever is handy. But um, yeah, so, yeah, what's up for you, man? Well, I'm in the middle of building a building area, working on the room right, right now. But right. Um, probably, I would say, um, when Greg, what was that, when you picked up the felony no what were you buying off of that guy that night oh italian no what did no that's what you got for oh the mojave yeah that's right greg was going to pick up a mojave and next thing you know he shoots me a text and he's like yo man he's like this guy's got italian here and it looks pretty good and oh i saw the post i saw the post (laughs) 50 for it he's like do you want it i'm like say 500 bucks and i'll take it i'm like just do it I, i was feeling good that night and uh so of course he he brought it home to his house and uh he he played with it a little bit and figured out that it didn't really want to go past 50 feet without losing signal so i'm once i get the bench uh fully finished i'm gonna get that thing up there and start hopefully it's just a easy fix like a receiver uh, antenna or something but nice and then you can always you can always blame him when, like, you get the stinky eyeball from the better half, like, about buying that. Like, he forced me to do it. <laughs> but see, hey, it's nice. It's nice because we're always looking out for each other. Like when we're like when we're on, we're scrolling through the media and like this is for sale. Oh, Greg wanted one of these. Send it to him. Yeah. Or if you know, we love spending each other's money. Oh, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost as fun it. as spending your own. Yeah, yeah. That's what friends so, are for. One one of the projects that all of us are kind of working on. <laughs> is a little SCX 24 crawler course. So yeah. um, it, it's it's coming along now. Uh, we got some more work to do on it tomorrow, but hopefully hopefully we can get it done soon. But it's been fun actually building it because as you build it, you get to test it and, and yeah. yeah. 
I don't know, you start building your SCX at 24s up a little bit more. Too, yeah. <laughs> right? right. You want to talk about going bankrupt? The things you can do to those. <laughs> um, oh, and capable, right? Yes. And that's another beauty of it. Like you were talking before, like there, this could be an everyday car. Like doesn't matter yeah. where you are, what time of day it is, what the weather is. Like you say, you can stay inside, do whatever you want with them, and yeah. you can yeah. basically put them in your back pocket. So yeah. my my favorite videos online of those are those guys that take their lives in their hands and they crawl over their their wife's. As oh yeah, <laughs> there's that one where it's like just uh, yeah, the tire was stuck on her face, and I'm like, dear lord, like oh buddy, like I think you could do like. Even if you're stuck inside, you can probably find ways that are safer to crawl, right? Like, she wakes up, you're done. Yeah. Well, and like <laughs> me, me and the girlfriend just went up north uh, on the weekend there uh, for our anniversary, and I had bought her a 24 for Christmas, and we took them both up with us, and fun, we fun. ended up making a little course with some cardboard and tape and all that, and had a little bit of fun with them. So, awesome. yep, it was awesome. a good time. So. If people, so you guys are obviously going to keep this going. You have to, because if you don't, I'm just going to pressure you to keep going, but fair enough. We've, we've, yeah, we've, we've, we've acquired uh, a few uh, vehicles <laughs> over the winter. So we're going to have a bunch of running Beauty. content coming up soon. Can't wait. So where can, so plug, this is the plugs portion. Um, where can people find you online? Oh yeah, just uh, at Bash Bros RC on. Uh, we have we have TikTok now. Yep. So it's the same there. Uh, that's Instagram. Uh, the Bash Bros RC on YouTube. If you want to find us there. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, we have a Facebook one. It's the same thing, but we don't really. I don't do the well, Facebook well, one that much. I do. I do it too, but it's more for my mother-in-law. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, I can't. I don't know how you do a podcast. So that's a that's good. Before we end, like that's. It's a really good point. Like I'm, I'm stowed away. Like I no holds. I'm, I'm in the laundry room in the dark here. And, uh, my son's watching the Leafs. My wife's working two doors down. My daughter's packing her hockey bag for a tournament. And I'm just like praying the quiet keeps up. Like it's, it's hard, man, for sure. But it's worth it. Right. And it's worth it though. So let's, when I see guys like you doing your thing and getting together and having fun, like, you're it's you're gonna get an audience like there's a lot of people out there that want to see the type of content you're doing and you don't need me to validate you guys you guys are doing an awesome job um keep keep it up i want to have you guys back on um i want to i want you back on when that shiny red body ain't so shiny anymore oh no <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, the after yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hopefully we can hit the record button before it hits yeah. the curb yeah <laughs> right. well we forget sometimes we yeah, forget. yeah yeah you get, you get caught oh, yeah. up in it yeah. you get for sure you live in the moment that's the thing right sometimes you just want to have fun you don't want to be trying to hold a hold a phone at the same time when right? all the good stuff happens though that you, yeah you're, you're like why wasn't it, i recording yeah, <laughs> yeah. So listen, boys, it, it was a real honor to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on short notice. Um, a lot of people get gun shy, but you guys are awesome. Um, one last thing. If you're doing that mini crawler course, you've already checked out what Tony's done. He's done some cool. Um, check out Pablo's on RC Amigos. He, he broke it down where he used some old Lexan bodies that he had. And he, I don't know if it's whatever he did to cast them into the actual terrain it was wild 
So when it was done and he sprayed it up, yeah, you could look and you could kind of say, oh, there's a cab of a F-150. It was neat. Yeah. Yeah. So some cool stuff. But listen, I'm sure you do. Or you can use the infraction body. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be in half soon. Soon soon enough, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, boys. Well, I'm going to let you go. Thanks so much for joining us on OCanada RC. And um, stay in touch. Keep cranking up the great content. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Awesome. Thank you. It's been an honor. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. What's going on guys? Welcome back. I hope uh, you enjoyed BBRC, Bash Bros RC, uh, coming to you from just outside Hamilton, which is about 45 minutes to the west of the CN Tower, for those of you not in Canada. Um, Great conversation with those three lads. We hope to have them on again. And the next time we do, I will Fix the video so you can see my guests because that was my bad. But we are back now and we're just going to fade the music out and get into the next segment, which of course is racing. So racing is going to talk about three things in particular. First is actually just two uh, mini Z track and an on-road series coming possibly uh, not too sure but we will have to see. So we're going to get into this. It'll be a relatively short segment, but uh, Mini Z track. So if you're into Mini Zs, the Kyosho Mini Zs, there's so many of them and they're they're so awesome. You can do so much with them that um, the probably the only thing that holds you back on them is where to race them. Um, and you can't, I mean... You can race them outside if you want, but they're so small and they're so specialized that it's really difficult to. So unless you have like a a garage big enough or a uh, space where you have either um, those rubberized foam pads down or an actual mini Z track, um, it's tough to know where to race them. Well, locally anyways, there's a couple options. We have the Mini Kart Club of Canada, and that is in Mississauga, sorry, Etobicoke. And... Now they are hardcore and I've, I've been once just to see the facility, but I haven't really raced there. Um, and they race the hardcore BRZ chassis, uh, things of that nature. Very, 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 uh, specialized, uh, racing high, high performance racing. You can check them out there. So, but outside of that guys would, um, guys would normally race their mini Z's at home. Uh, one guy must have wheels on Instagram has reached out to me. And, uh, unfortunately we were going to try to do a live hit with him from AJ's hobbies in Markham where they actually open up a space and he's coming in and putting down a mini Z track. 
It's pretty rad. I believe it's five bucks if you want to get in and uh, give your cars uh, a whip around this track, especially right now in the dead cold that we are in here in Canada. It is an awesome option. We're definitely going to try to get him on at some point soon. I just texted him and it's my fault because he told me earlier in the day to try to reach out to him. So he says he's home and cooled out now. Uh, But we will have other opportunities once he's back into that uh, facility. And um, it's pretty exciting because anytime any track opens, no matter what it's like, when we opened, when the GTA Cup started up last summer, it was really exciting and we wanted to make sure everybody knew about it. So that's another one. AJ Hobbies and Markham, check out their website and there's information also on must underscore have underscore wheels. Um, he is on Instagram and there's lots of information about how you can get to the track and race your mini Z. So if you're local and you're hearing this, try it out, check it out. It's, um, it's going to be a lot of fun there for sure. All right, moving on in the race scene. Um, you've heard me talk about the PTBO chump series with, uh, with Jeremy Kelly. We're really stoked to have had him on. We're going to have him on again. And it really has led some conversations with me and some of the local hobby stores about, can we do up? a parking lot series here. Um, I can't give out too many details. We are in discussions right now with one particular um, hobby store, one location. Uh, it's all I will say. Uh, I'm hopeful the conversation has gone in the right direction. So I'm very hopeful that we will in fact have something to announce for later this summer, potentially a parking lot series race. Um, and that's all I'm going to tell you. And unfortunately, I wish I could tell you more. Just know it's on road. It's going to be accessible. If it happens, it'll be, um, it's not going to be crazy intense, but it'll definitely be competitive and a lot of fun. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also super looking forward to getting back out with the GTA Cup guys and getting our rallies going. Um, my rally sits up there idle. I have not been able to get her out to the indoor soccer center sessions that they've had. Very disappointed about that. Not their fault, my fault totally. Um, but, um, you know, come summertime, I think things will pick up again. All right, Racine. That's Racine. Thank you so much for checking it out. We're going to get transitioned over into our next episode, or sorry, our next segment here. And it is worth every penny. Of course, brought to you by CX Wallets. See the CX Wallet hat there. Um, we're going to go off the board a little bit here in worth every penny and uh i hope you find this interesting we'll be right back just hang in there right back into spinner wheel here and uh we're going off the board today spinnerwheel.com thank you very much which makes our worth every penny segment uh fantastic um we're gonna go off the board a bit um we gave the wheel a spin let's see if we can pick it up on the audio today
And I hope you heard that. And if you didn't, we'll fix it. And of course, we are landing on an amount just over $100. And why have I gone rogue and chosen something outside of our pay limit, out of our limit, our dollar amount limit? It's because I am currently building a uh, Enduro Builders Kit where I need a high torque, uh, strong servo for that build. It's going to be a bit of a Baja truck build. So it's going to be climbing over some rough terrain at relatively high speeds. And I know you can pick stuff up on Amazon. You can get your 35 kg servos, um, but you get what you pay for. And so I'm going off the board here and worth every penny. And we're looking at two brands. We're looking at Savox and we're looking at, um, it's great when I blank on the show because you guys get to laugh at it. But we're looking at Savox servos and I'm looking at Reef servos. I, I always liked Reef servos, uh, former sponsor of the show, great guy, great product. My only thing with worth every penny this time is I'm not going to make a recommendation on a specific servo because I don't really know which one I'm going to get into myself. But I would say that servos are one thing in this hobby, if you are new to it, that are worth <laughs> literally every penny. You only get out of them what you put into them. They, you know, they're integral to your car. Your car can go straight, but if that's all you want to do, that's wonderful. But obviously, if your steering fails you, you're you're in big trouble. And a lot of times, depending on the rig, it can be a real pain to get the servo out. You know, that's not across the board. But if that's the case, your servo fails and you've got to do some surgery to get it out of there, it can be a pain, especially if it hampers a day that you've had planned of racing or crawling or whatever it happens to be. So worth every penny. Check out Reef Servos. Check out uh, Savox Servos. I've never had an issue with either of them, and I've had them in all sorts of rigs. Um they, you know, there's a reason why they've been around for so long, uh, but I'll just say, check them out. That's worth every penny. Again, brought to you by CX Wallets. Uh, if you don't have a CX Wallet, check them out, cxwallets.com, and uh, you'll see why I like them so much. All right, off to our final episode, and we we are we were trying to have one more guest on. I'm not sure if that's going to work out this time through, and if it doesn't, we're going to get into our extra here, and uh, I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. But we'll wrap it up with some thoughts as we come back here in just a moment. Don't you dare leave. All right, so we're going to wrap up this episode. Um, unfortunately, our last guest didn't work out, but this was still a great episode. We want to thank uh, BBRC. I want to thank Andre at Scale Metal Supplies. Um, big shout out to Must Have Wheels. Big shout out to AJ Hobbies. Um, this has been a great one. It's been a fun one. We're, we're hopefully going to have a little more information on the next podcast for the build. Uh, trying to talk to Pablo about that, and we might do a special edition video podcast. Again, you can check those out on Spotify. Now I'm going to be posting, um, some of our highlight guests on Spotify as video podcasts. So make sure to watch for those and I'll promote them through Instagram. Um, but I want to do a special dedicated, uh, show to that with Pablo because he's been working hard on a cage for the element build. And I've been working hard on getting the power plant in. did a little bit of soldering on that today and got the 1080 in with the eight turn, um, 
Home's Hobby Motor, just trying to get it moving it along. And it, it's a slow project, but I've really enjoyed it. And I'm happy that it's uh, that it's moving as well as it has. So watch for that special upcoming podcast with Pablo on Spotify in video. Again, thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Every time you do, every time you download a, 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 a listen or an episode, it helps immensely. In my last three or four podcasts, because of you guys, we are well over our normal play count, which is really encouraging. It, it makes me want to do more when I see people are actually listening to them and getting something out of them. Uh, remember to check out my shorts on my dedicated YouTube channel. Uh, we were just doing shorts on there, little things that you might find interesting from O Canada RC. So check it out there. Uh, follow me on Instagram, please. And of course, download and subscribe at iTunes, at Spotify, the podcast, or anywhere where you get your podcasts. And I hope that you're staying warm. We are in a deep freeze with a lot of snow here in Toronto, but I hope you're getting out and ripping it. Uh, seeing some great uh, videos and photos of those folks out in the snow and otherwise enjoying this great hobby. So until next time, guys, keep your trigger finger pinned. We'll see you later here on O Canada RC, the podcast. Peace.